All right. Notice that last verse in Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 33. It says, Surely the churning of milk bringeth forth butter, and the wringing of the nose bringeth forth blood. So the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife. And the title of my message tonight is The Forcing of Wrath Bringeth Forth Strife. In this verse, it's just showing how there's just certain things that if we do them, we know what it's going to produce. We know what it's going to cause. You go and you churn milk. Eventually, you're going to have butter. If you just go and you just wring somebody's nose for long enough, pretty soon it's going to start bleeding. It's just, it's just normal. It's the way it is. And if you are forcing wrath, if you are making people angry, there's going to be strife. Now, I know we're all supposed to turn the other cheek. I know we're supposed to bless those that curse us. I, I get all that. But at the same time, you know, you all wouldn't think I was a victim if you found out I was going down, you know, in the dangerous part of Chicago, walking down the streets, flashing gang signs as a white boy, and then yelling out racial slurs. If you found out I got beat up, most of you wouldn't feel sorry for me. Now, I should, you know, we should be a good enough society where a person can be a jerk and not get beat up. You know, we should have, we should live in a world where men are gentlemen enough, where if a woman is dressed in a sensual manner, she should be able to walk down the streets without guys, you know, have, making cat calls at her and whistling at her. You know, guys should be gentlemen and just shouldn't do that. But at the same time, we all know what our country's like. And we all understand that if a lady or if a woman goes and she's, you know, walking down Main Street, in a very sensual way, you know, guys are going to look, guys are going to make cat calls, they're going to do things they shouldn't do. Everybody knows you go into Chicago and you start flashing gang signs and start yelling out racial slurs as a white guy, you're probably going to get beat up. We all, we all get that. I shouldn't if I do that, but that's probably what's going to happen. And, you know, I kind of have mixed emotions about what happened today at our Capitol because I don't like violence. You know, I don't support violence, but... You know, you've got to understand you can only push people so far before they feel that they have no other choice but to get violent. And so here we have a government that in 20, I mean, our government's been messing with us for a long time. You know, bad government didn't start in 2020. It's just when they just got real crazy. Okay. And they've been pushing for a long time. I mean, this year we have, or last year, They locked people in their homes. They told businesses they had to shut down because they were not essential. They went, and then while other people did fine and made all kinds of money, they got the same stimulus checks as people who actually had to shut things down. They were told they couldn't go to church. I mean, uh, churches were being fined, harassed. I mean, one thing after another we've been seeing happen in this country by our government, and then all of a sudden they go and they put... You know, a guy in office, I mean, they literally place a guy who everybody knows cheated. It was not a fair election. And they get a dirty, senile pedophile who has been seen groping children on camera over and over again, who says one dumb thing after another over and over again. And they install him and they declare him the president-elect. And they just expect that our country is just not going to react to it, that nothing is going to happen. And right there is a sign of bad leadership. That is bad leadership. There are certain things, if you do them, things are going to happen. They shouldn't happen, but they they probably will. They're eventually going to happen. If I'm just out, if I just go out in public and I just start annoying people and I just start bothering people and badgering people, eventually I'm going to get hit. Eventually somebody is going to beat me up and I don't get to act like a victim. And we've got the government. They have been oppressing people. I mean, like crazy just in this last year, and then all of a sudden, there's a response that probably wasn't the best response, that probably wasn't right, but then they act like this is just awful. I can't believe we're seeing this. I can't believe these people did that. I mean, that'd be ridiculous if if I did. I went in Chicago, um, flashing gang signs, um, cussing people out, I'm, I'm yelling out racial slurs, and some big black dude comes and he beats me up and then I get up and I'm making a video. I can't believe it. I'm just walking the streets of Chicago and this black guy comes and he just beats me up because I'm white. I would be a liar and an idiot for saying something like that, wouldn't I? Because it wasn't because I was just walking the streets. It's, no, it was because I was being obnoxious. I was being an idiot. I was being disrespectful. 
and I got beat up. And our government today, you know, some stuff happened that probably shouldn't have happened, you know, and you know, I shouldn't get beat up for just saying words, but I probably will. And our government basically has been begging for something like this. They've been provoking people to do it, to doing this. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 3, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. If there was any prudence in our government, they would have seen this kind of thing coming a long time ago. But you know what they've been doing? They've been pushing it. They've been pushing it. They've been adding to it. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 4, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, you know, a child should do the right thing no matter what his father does. But if a father is provoking him to wrath, chances of him doing the right thing are pretty slim. It's probably not going to happen. And you know, as a people, we should do the right thing no matter what. But let's just evaluate our country for a little bit. Do we have a righteous nation? And I'm not just talking about the government. I'm talking about the people. Listen, the people in our country are pretty vulgar. And we shouldn't be that surprised. I mean, look at all the vulgarity that's on television. Look at all the immorality. But we shouldn't be that surprised. Look at who's leading our country. Look at what's also being promoted on television and on the news media. And so we're seeing our country support, you know, basically putting forth uh, an agenda for people that it's okay for them to be immoral, for them to be vulgar, for them to just have horrible behavior. I mean, our, you know, I don't know why these politicians are surprised by this riot that happened today when all year they've been calling stuff like this peaceful protest all year long all year long when people are attacking personal businesses when they are attacking just other regular citizens when they are burning down private property they all of a sudden now are angry when it's public property that's being attacked when it's the people actually causing the problems getting attacked and again i'm not justifying it okay I'm not going to say I'm not necessarily, you know, a little excited too, but yeah, at the same, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this stuff's right, but here's what I'm saying. I'm not surprised by it. Here's the only surprise I've got that it took until January for it to happen. I thought it was going to happen eight or nine months ago. That's the only thing I'm surprised about after all they did to stir up strife, after all the forcing of wrath that they've done, after all that they've done, it just now happens. That's the only thing that surprised me. So we've got under, so, you know, I get it. I'm not going to stand up here and just tell you that, you know, all this stuff was right and it was, it was a righteous cause and everything. No, you can make a great argument that it was wicked. It was out of line or, or whatever you want. That's fine. I won't get offended by that, but I'm, but let's just understand we shouldn't be surprised. Just as you wouldn't be surprised at me getting beat up in Chicago if I was there behaving like an idiot. You wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, children shouldn't get angry at their parents. They should do right no matter what, but a father shouldn't provoke them. They will probably fail. That Your child will probably fail in doing their job when you fail as a father to do your job. And our citizens, our people, will probably fail to do their job when our government is failing to do their job. And you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. At the end of the day, when you have that problem with the child... I'm more likely to blame the parents than I am the children. And when we have a problem with the people in our country, I'm more likely to blame the leaders of our country rather than just the common citizen. And so that's the thing we've got to understand. What we're seeing in this country is wrong, but the blame is on those in leadership. Proverbs 29.2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Look at how many people are suffering right now because because of all this junk that they're doing. It, I mean, it really is heartbreaking. I love the message that Pastor Fritz preached when he was here, just talking about how we're losing our humanity. We have stopped looking at people as individuals. We've stopped looking at businesses. We see a business as just a name on a sign, but no, a business is a person. There's a person that's been running. There's a person that's been working for that lady at the restaurant, uh, I go to all the time. I won't mention it online. I don't want to get them in, I don't want to get them in any kind of trouble, but they've been staying open and I went in the day, there today again and she just thanked me for just, you know, being a, a you know, loyal uh, customer. And I just, I told her, I said, thank you for just staying open. So I won't forget it. 
I won't forget. And she is. She's a sweet lady. She's heartbroken over what's going on. And she, she's staying open, not just because she's just like this patriot and just wants to defy the government. You know why she's doing it? Because she needs to pay her bills. Because she's trying to live. She's trying to survive. And as people all over this country, they're being told, you don't have a choice. This is what you have to do. Even though nobody, nobody forced me to go in that restaurant. Nobody's forcing anybody to go in that restaurant. Nobody's forcing anybody to go in these businesses. If you're scared of getting COVID, don't go to the businesses. But you know what? Let people have a choice. And we're hurting people when we do this stuff. And you can't be surprised when people get upset. If you just tell them you can't stay in business anymore, and then all of a sudden somebody just kind of snaps and loses it, it's not right, but it's going to happen. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. That kind of thing is going to happen. We're seeing kingdoms fall and rebellion to leadership, but that's because they failed. Oh, we should just always respect the authority, and we should always just follow the authority. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to make a big argument about that, but here's the problem. When they fail, people aren't going to want to listen to them. When they fail, when they are oppressing, when they are doing wickedness, people aren't going to want to follow them. It says in Proverbs 14, 28, and the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. When we are struggling, when we aren't making it, when their policies are failing us, you know what we're going to want? We're going to want new leadership. That's just how, that's just how it is. That happens in churches a lot of times too, where sometimes there's pastors that are just driving the church in the ground, just destroying the church, just, I mean, killing the church, and the people just, uh, you know, you know, they don't know what they don't know what to do. And you know, sometimes pastors need replaced. Sometimes they need, you know, people in leadership need to be dealt with, but often there's just no accountability. And unfortunately, when it comes to our government, nobody's keeping them in check. Uh, and, you know, of course, it's like, well, whose job is that? Well, actually, it's we the people. You know, but we're letting them try to take away everything that we've got to make it possible for us to keep them in check. So, there, therefore, don't let them get your guns, folks. But, you know, I, so I'm not going to stand up here. I'm not interested in justifying violence. But I am going to show, though, why I believe the blame for everything that happened today, everything that's been going on, everything that's probably going to continue to go on, it falls on our government. They should have seen this coming a long time ago. And you know what the truth is? They did see it coming, actually. They saw it coming, actually, they saw it coming back in the 1700s. Let me read a few quotes to you. I saw a friend of mine tweeted this today. Uh, this is by John Adams on June 21st, 1776. It said, Statesman, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. Hey, that, was, that was John Adams that said that. You know, our founding fathers, they set up a government that was meant to run a decent, moral, religious people. But we've got a government today where clowns get up and they pray to a false god and then say amen and a woman just to make everybody feel good. That's the, that's the government we've got today. And then they wonder why people act like a pack of animals outside the Capitol building. Maybe it's because of the junk that you got going inside the Capitol building. Again, it's about the leadership. Our leadership is so bad in our country, they will allow a, just a, a, a nut job clown to get up and say something like that. And that's just okay. Nancy Pelosi is talking about how we got to make everything gender neutral in, in Congress. And then you wonder why people are going to act like a bunch of maniacs outside the Capitol building. That's what's going to happen when you have leadership like that. That's what's going to happen. You promote an agenda like that, you haven't seen nothing yet compared to what's coming. It's going to look like it's looked in Minneapolis all over this country if they succeed in getting the rest of, getting to America to go along with their perverted agenda. We see John Adams also said, we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion, avarice, ambition, revenge, would break the strongest cords of the Constitution. Um, as a whale goes through a net, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And that's why we're seeing it fall apart. It's not that the Constitution's bad, it's just 
our nation is getting turned away from God. It is becoming an immoral, godless people. And so the Constitution, you know, you don't have, it, it doesn't work for uh, a bunch of heathens. It can't. We see um, Je- uh, Jedediah Morse, he said, all efforts made to destroy the foundations of our holy religion ultimately tend to subversion. Also, of our political freedom and happiness, whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican form of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. So, another great statement. Um, Also, Patrick Henry said, The great pillars of all government and of social life are virtue, morality, and religion. This is the armor, my friend, and this alone renders us invincible Righteousness alone can exalt a nation. Whoever thou art, remember this, and in thy sphere practice virtue thyself and encourage it to others. Wonderful statement right there. And I'm telling you right now, the reason we are seeing things just fall apart in our country is because you know what? The Bible is right when it said in Psalms 917, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And so when I see, when we see this type of thing, our founding fathers understood what it was going to take to preserve this country. And a constitution by itself couldn't do it, especially when it's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. If those people become a bunch of savages, if those people become a bunch of heathens, then the constitution will never work. You know what you have to have for heathens? You know what you have to have for savages? You need to have a dictatorship. That's why they have the kind of regimes that they have in these Muslim countries. That's why, that's why they have to have that because you, you can only control savages with brute force. And we are being turned into savages in our country by the junk that's being promoted by our government. And I'm telling you, it is their fault. And so I'm just going to give you a few reasons, things that our government is doing to put us, to, to basically cause this strike. The things that our government is doing that is forcing wrath, that is making our country do the things that they're doing and bad things. We're going to keep seeing stuff like this. We're going to see more shootings. There's going to be more bombings. We're going to continue seeing violence. It is going to become a regular thing in our country if our government continues on the course that it is on. And it's looking like not only are they going to continue on that course, but it looks like they're about to accelerate it. It looks like the Democrats have got the Senate, they've got the presidency, they've got the House. They are about to accelerate the destruction of our country like never before. We've been on this path for a long time, but it's getting out of control. And so what the reason we're in this mess today is our leaders, they've not just forgotten God, but they've rejected God. That's all there is to it. You know, we don't have leaders like Patrick Henry and John Adams. We don't have these kind of people anymore. They're not saying these things. And if they do say anything like this, and some do sometimes, you know, I heard Nancy Pelosi talking about the Bible one time and how great it was. But do they actually practice it? Absolutely not. And the Bible is very clear. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Our country has is doing everything. Our government is doing everything they can to just pull God out of everything. They're They're doing it by the dumb prayers that they are having prayed. They are doing it by taking Bibles out of the public school. They're doing it by taking the Ten Commandments off of monuments. I mean, anything that has to do with God, anything that has to do with the Scriptures, they are doing everything they can to get rid of it. They want to get rid of that motto in God we trust. They want to get rid of all that stuff. Why? Because they they reject God. They hate Him. They haven't just forgotten Him, but they have they've decided they don't want to retain God in their knowledge. They've decided they want to change who God is into a, you know, into just a, a version of God that they come up with. It's exactly like we see in Romans 1. You all know Romans 1 around here. This is what they're doing. They are turning on, and, and they're doing it in leadership, and we're seeing it go across our country. We see it in everything that the government has its hands on. God's out of it. He's out of everything. And in the public school... They're, they're promoting things like evolution, the religion of Darwinism. They're teaching these things, and then, they, and then they wonder why people act like animals. They wonder why people, are, you know, kids are coming in, 
and shooting up their fellow classmates. And you look, all this stuff is horrible. Okay? And when we start, if we start seeing a bunch of domestic terrorists pop up, you know, that's wrong. But the thing is, we know, everyone knows the type of government they're promoting and pushing is always going to produce that. That's what's going to happen. And we're going to see more rebellions. We're going to see more Capitol buildings getting stormed. I'm not going to do it. I don't think it is anyway, but you know, I'm not planning on doing it. But you know, you can only, you can only push me so far. And again, you know, I'm a peaceful person. I don't, I don't believe in violence, but you know, come to my house and start messing with my family and see if I stay peaceful. Okay, because there's a difference too between aggression and defense. And we're also living in a country where more and more they're trying to just force vaccinations and things like that. You know, they're forcing all this garbage on us. And you know, it's a, pretty soon people are going to get violent. So and it's going to take a lot for me. But not everybody is as, you know, gentle natured as I am. You know, not everybody is as calm and cool as I am. Some people are less calm and cool. And you mess with these people, they're going to do something. Have you ever seen that person who's just crazy looking and you just ever, you just, you just look at me, you automatically know, don't mess with them. I've thought about doing something to try to make myself look crazier looking so nobody messes with me on masking things, let my hair grow out, my facial hair grow out, you know, just, you know, get a real crazy look or something, you know, see, see, if, see what I can accomplish there. It would help if I was like some really big, intimidating looking guy, you know, unfortunately I don't have that going for me, but you know, there's just some people we all seem, we know, don't mess with that person. But the thing is, if you did mess with that person, they should turn the other cheek. They should be nice. They should be kind. But you know what? They probably won't. And so if you mess with them, yeah, he's bad, but you're an idiot. And our government, they have successfully, for a large percentage of our country, turned us into savages by the things that they have taught, by the immorality that they have promoted, and, and then... They stir everything up. They push everything, and then they get upset when people freak out. It's going to happen. It's their fault. So our leaders, they've not just forgotten God, but they rejected God. Another thing, reason we're in this mess today is because our elected leaders have promoted immorality. They, 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 have not, they haven't even just made certain things legal, or it's not even that they've just stopped punishing certain things. They have promoted immorality they have promoted perversion proverbs 14 34 says righteousness exalteth a nation but sin is a reproach to any people i kept hearing people on the news today saying oh this is such an embarrassment for our country you know the world looks to us for leadership the world looks to us as an example and just look at what we're seeing in our country today what a shameful time this is well you know what why weren't we ashamed when our country started killing babies you know, why weren't we embarrassed? Why weren't we worried about what other countries thought when we started promoting homosexuality and gay marriage, you know, gay adoptions? We, you know, why weren't we embarrassed then? Oh, because the news media didn't tell us to be embarrassed about that stuff because that fits their agenda. Why weren't we embarrassed when the Black Lives Matter riots were going on? Why weren't we embarrassed then when they're beating up innocent people? You know, why, why, are, why are all of a sudden we embarrassed now, you know what? We should have been embarrassed a long time ago because sin is a reproach to any people. And when you see the fact that we've got homos in leadership today, that they, that we've got, I mean, a, a filthy pervert that's about to become president. I mean, even the fact too, and I, and I hate to you say it because, you know, I like some of the stuff he's done too, but even Trump folks, that we ought to be kind of embarrassed by that. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty, and here's the thing. Let me just say this. I support Trump over about any other Republican that we've got in Washington, D.C. today. And I don't think much of the man. Think about that for a minute. That's how scummy our leaders are today. That's how scummy the Republicans and Democrats are. In fact, you know, I like him. I'd put him above Pence. The one that who looks the part. You know, Mr. Religious talking, you know, Mr. I got all this poise and everything and always keep my cool. I'm the guy that keeps everything in balance and tries to make Trump look good. You know what? I'd pick Trump over him, and I don't think that highly of Trump. That's, that, that's how, and, you know, and the thing is, we should be embarrassed. I was embarrassed today when Trump was giving his speech, and I heard him using some of the foul language he was using. 
You know, I don't believe in cussing. I don't believe in using vulgar language. But at the same time, too, you know, you mess with somebody long enough, too, and eventually they're going to start getting mad and, you know, dropping some nasty words. I won't do that, but other people will. And our president's doing it. Again, say, well, you know what we're seeing happen? We're seeing wrong all the way around. We're seeing wrong all the way around. But at the end of the day, it comes down to leadership. And so we have a government that has rejected God. We have one that promotes immorality, that they, they love putting forth homos out there. They celebrate that. Our leaders are going and they're marching in their perverted pride parades. That's the kind of stuff that we're seeing go on. They're condemning anybody who even speaks against it. And then they wonder when our country acts like savages. They, they're promoting it. And I'm sorry, if I just, as a pastor, I start promoting it, you know, I just, you know, let's just say as a pastor, I just started promoting crack. I'm like, you know, I think we'd all do a little bit better if we all did more drugs. Y'all should start doing crack. I've heard it makes you feel good. I don't know. I don't, I don't know much about it. But then, if all, I'm promoting that as a pastor. And then after several months of everybody in our church doing crack, I start wondering why my church is so crazy. Why is our church so weird? Why do we have so, why do we have so many mentally unstable people in our church? Well, maybe it's because you were promoting crack. And you know what? We wonder why we've got all the, the pedophilia going on in our country. Maybe it's because our government is promoting perversion. Maybe that's why, and you know, it's no maybe, that is why. That is why this kind of thing is going on. And so, yeah, we're going to keep seeing bad things happen. These, these clowns on the news talking about how ashamed they were today. Boy, buckle up, get ready, prepared to be much more ashamed because you're promoting this stuff. You're instigating this stuff. It's going to keep on happening until you get right. And so another reason we're in this mess, our tax code. Rewards fornicators and lawbreakers. Our tax code, listen, the way our tax code is set up, it encourages people to shack up and not get married. We're always worried so much about helping that single mom and, you know, and I get it. You know, there's people out there that need help that we want to help, but they have made things in a way where they are pretty much penalizing people who play by the rules, penalizing people who are doing things right, who are getting married, who, you know, pay their bills, who, you know, I mean, all, all these things that we should be doing, the right people are getting, or the, the good people are getting penalized. And you know what it does? It encourages wicked people to keep being wicked is what it does. It encourages them to just continue on living a filthy lifestyle. And, and again, there's consequences for that. There is consequences for immorality. There's a reason that we have marriage. You know one of the reasons we have marriage? Not even just for religious reasons, but even for civil reasons. You know why marriage is important? Because when men and women get together physically, children are produced. When you live together, you know, you have property, you have all these things that both of you use, that both of you pay for, that belong to both of you. And so we have things like marriages showing that, hey, these people have agreed that, you know, they, they are planning on staying committed to each other. They are going to have children and those children are supposed to be your responsibility, not the government's responsibility. Those children, they belong to you. Your property is supposed to belong to you. But then in our country, because we don't even honor the sanctity of marriage, people are splitting up left and right. There's so many legal problems that comes with that because of the kids, because of all the possessions that a lot of people just to, you know, avoid all the legal problems. They're just not, they're not getting married. And, and, you know, go watch these court shows on television. It, almost every time you watch a court show where they're like fighting over property and stuff, it's shack up couples. And because it's confusing when it comes to people, things like that. And, you know, and I don't have time to talk about a lot of those things. And even just some of the, when I, when I did taxes, I was amazed as I learned how the tax code worked and who it benefited. I mean, it became very apparent to me that our government is, is basically encouraging people to shack up. And I watched people get angry when they would come back the next year 
they both had made about the same money they did the year before, but now that they're like married, filing joint and all that, it created a bunch of problems for them. You know, they, they didn't get as much money back. Because the thing is, and I, and I know things change in tax, so this was a long time ago when I was doing it, but one of the things that I learned is if you are a couple, all right, and you have children, there's a great, and maybe I shouldn't share these secrets, you know, to the internet world. You don't want to encourage people to be immoral scumbags. But at the same time, you know, everybody wants to help single moms, right? So the thing is, you know, if you are going and filing and doing everything as a single mom, you get every welfare program, you get every benefit, you get all these tax breaks. And then the guy, you know, he can shack up, you know, you can live like married people and all, and all that. But then the thing is, when you get married, then they start combining your incomes. And then all of a sudden, it looks like you don't need as much welfare anymore. It doesn't look like you need as many tax credits where before, you know, and so, you know, that, so that's the thing. Because the guy might be making a lot of money where the girl's, you know, a waitress at a restaurant is not making that much money. And, and so people figure that out. And they knew if they got married, they were going to end up joining those things. And it, it was just going to kill all their tax breaks. And they're like, we can't afford to get married. You know, and thank you, government. And you know what? You ought to have character and do it anyway. Okay? Somebody is listening to this message and you are not getting married to try to save a few bucks and to save a little of the tax money. You know what? You're a low-life scumbag. You know, do the right thing. Don't let the government pay you to be immoral and to live like an animal. Do the right, th- do the right thing. But our, our government's promoting this kind of thing. And when you do, when you... When you take away the sanctity of marriage, when you're not uh, promoting that kind of thing, then our families are going to be a mess. You know what? Your kids are going to grow up, and they're going to be the ones rioting in the streets. They're going to be the ones storming Capitol buildings and doing all the junk that they're doing. We need to promote strong families, and that's mothers and fathers that are committed to each other, that stay married and have children together. But our, our government acts like, you know, when, when they see that traditional family, they, they don't like it. They don't like that mom and dad and kid picture, unless it's mixed race, then that's okay. But they, you know, they, they hate nothing more than two white people with a bunch of white kids. They, they don't like it. And that's why, too, if you decide you want to be a celebrity, if you want to, like, go into politics and you're two white people and you got a whole bunch of kids, it helps a lot if you adopt some minorities. Now, I'm not, I'm not against doing any of that. But listen, folks, adopt a kid because you love them. Don't do it for the optics. Don't do it for the optics. And you know people do that kind of stuff. And it, it's absolutely revolting. But look what it says in Proverbs 11:13. There's another reason we're in this mess. Our leaders are actively and openly trying to destroy the foundations of our country. And Proverbs 11:3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And you know what? Here's, here's all we can do. We can stand back and we can proclaim truth to whoever we can as we watch this nation crumble. And that's what we're doing. You know, and we're not going to, you know, we're not just going to sit around. We're going to continue preaching the gospel. But you know, and here's the thing too, folks, just because we go soul winning, that alone isn't going to fix this country because people can get saved, but if they never change their life, our country is not going to be any better. God's not going to all of a sudden not be mad at fornication anymore because the people that are doing it are saved. Now, thank God they won't go to hell because of their fornication, but their life isn't going to get any better and our country is not going to get any better. We need to teach them to observe all things whatsoever he commanded us. And a lot of people think, I'm just just going to go soul winning. And by all means, go soul winning, but we have to promote righteousness too. We have to teach people to follow the word of God. We have to teach people to be moral people. We need to show them how to be good husbands and wives and good fathers and mothers. We have to teach them these things. Otherwise, it's going to be a mess. And you know it. There's a lot of saved people out there whose lives are a wreck. There's a lot of saved people out there that are sitting in jail today. Because you know what? Great. Salvation will keep you from going to hell, but it won't keep you from living a miserable life. Salvation gives you the Holy Spirit so you don't have to live a miserable life. 
It gives you the Holy Spirit so you can be victorious. But if nobody teaches you that, then you're in trouble. And so we've got to get back to, you know, teaching people these basic truths. We've got to get back to just teaching young ladies how to be mothers, how to cook meals, how to do some of the things that your grandma definitely didn't have any trouble with. You know, if, if things ever go down really bad and we have like a major food shortage or something, they're back to giving out flour, a lot of women wouldn't know what to do with it. Give them a bag of flour and you'd still starve to death. They have no idea what to do. They don't know how to raise their children. They don't know how to, they don't know how to train their kids. Folks, do you think they're learning this stuff at the public school? Look at, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean tonight, but look at our society, folks. These people are animals out there. We see what goes on in public. We see the way these people act. We see the type of behavior that's going on. Go out to these housing projects where they're getting everything handed to them by the government. Everything is just being handed to them. Everything anybody could ever possibly need or want, but you know what they're not doing? They're not teaching any of these people how to live righteous lives, how to be moral. They're not showing, teaching them how to raise kids. They're not teaching them how to just do some of the simplest things. And listen, some of you moms in here, you younger moms especially, you know how some of the most basic things can be really challenging. Even something just like nursing a baby can be very difficult a lot of times when you're first starting out. That's a really difficult, you know, a lot of the things with just raising kids and being a mom is very hard. And, you know, you all in here are able to get through it because, you know, you have moms that help. You have other ladies in the church here that help. What do you think these people out in the projects are doing? What do you think is happening to them? You know what they're just going to do to them? They're going to give them some of those uh, whatever things so they can go get free formula at Walmart. And that's not even as healthy. You know, they're wondering why, you know, it's not even, that's not even as good for them. They're just, they're not being taught any of the things that they need to be taught. And our, our, like I said, the foundation of our religion, morality, all these things, it has been destroyed on purpose. The family, it is being destroyed on purpose. All of these things, and everybody wonders why we're seeing the kind of things that we're seeing today. You better believe we're going to continue saying it. Another reason that we're in this mess, our leaders have been bought off and are not serving the people who elect them. I, I've, I've seen people say this many times, and I agree. All Every one of these politicians should have to wear like a NASCAR jumpsuit that's got all their sponsors written all over it. They should because that way we know who they really represent. Okay, we all know who the NASCAR guys represent. It's all over their car. It's all over their their uniform that they wear. But you know what? When we see those politicians, you know, they're all wearing suit and ties and everything. And they look, you know, they claim to represent us as Americans. They claim to represent us as, you know, people of Illinois. But in reality, they do not represent us. You know what? They've all been bought off. It says in Proverbs 17, 23, a wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Folks, this is not a new thing. Back in the Bible, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, we can go on and on with scriptures. God told them to, to uh, appoint judges who hate covetousness, who you know, aren't going to take bribes because from the beginning of time, people have been trying to buy people off. They've been using bribery and things to get them to rule in their favor. They have been doing this from the beginning of time. We see in Deuteronomy 16, 19, it says, Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. Folks, how is it that all these politicians, they go into the House of Representatives, they go into the Senate, and they're not that rich when they go in, but they all come out millionaires. And their salaries as congressmen don't reflect that. They're not getting paid millions of dollars for their role there. So where's all these millions coming from? You know what? They're getting bought off. Oh, they're not, it's not a bribe. They're getting paid to make a speech somewhere. Right, right. Because, yeah, the thing is, if we, let's say we wanted to pay a politician to come speak for us, we would do that. You know, the only way we're going to pay some politician $100,000 to come speak for us is if they're giving us some guarantees. Like, listen, we like to support you, you know, and we'll do it through paying you to come speak. But, you know, 
how do you plan on voting on this lockdown thing? Are you going to make sure we have our rights? Are you going to make sure we have, you know, our freedom and that the authorities don't mess with us? I mean, that's what I would do before I give them any money. You think I'm just going to go pay J.B. Pritzker to come in here and tell us we all shouldn't be here? Forget that. I might t- pay Darren Bailey, you know, to come tell us, you know, what, you know, what we want to hear. But the truth is we're not going to do that either. We're not going to do that with church money, especially. But understand, that's what's happening with all these politicians. That's, that's what's going on. And that's why, too, we see, like, no, there's no in-between with these people. You got, like, today I was watching some of the stuff with the Republicans. They're all saying the exact same thing. And then you get the Democrats all saying the exact same thing. Where's the people that are, like, in the middle somewhere? Where's the people that are a little bit of both somewhere? You know what? You can't find them. They don't exist. You know why? Because all the Republicans have the same sponsors and all the Democrats have the same sponsors. And so they're going to have to stay within, you know, the talking points of their sponsors. So we're not going to see any middle ground anywhere. We're not going to see any diversity in there. And it's just clear that these people are bought off and they are not looking out for the best interest of the people of this country, the people that they are supposed to represent. They are looking to just help themselves move up the ranks, trying to gain power for themselves, trying to just keep their sponsors happy. That's what it comes down to. And then they go and they do this kind of stuff at our expense. And then all of a sudden, we're bad people when we get mad. All of a sudden, we're just, we're terrible people for not liking them and maybe wanting to rough them up a little bit. Again, you know, we don't need to be violent. But not, not everybody's as good-natured as I am. Not everybody has the Holy Spirit like I do. You know, not everybody you know, is a Christian. And so when you do that kind of junk to people, there's going to be a response. Things are going to happen, and so we're going to keep seeing this kind of thing. So another reason, too, we're seeing this, and I believe this has come on us this year, probably just as much, or this last year as much as anything, I believe our leaders themselves are under the curse of God. Look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 24 in verse 14. It says, Thou shalt not oppress an hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren or of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. At his day thou shalt give him his hire, neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor and setteth his heart upon it, lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it be sin." Unto thee, God is warning them about not paying somebody that they owe. Because He said, if this, if you take advantage of this guy and he cries out to me, God's saying, I'm going to hear that. Let me tell you something. These politicians, they ought to be scared to death of people crying out to the Lord. But here's here's my question: Are we crying out to the Lord? I don't think we realize the power that we have. You know, I believe if we really wanted to destroy every one of them scumbags in the Capitol building, I think we would do better as a nation if we all cried out to the Lord than if we stormed the Capitol building for real. I think we would accomplish more and let God just rain down fire and brimstone on that place as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that, that you know, I, I believe God hears that. We see it in Exodus 22:21, Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. You know what needs to happen? These people whose careers and their jobs are being ruined, their livelihood is being ruined because of the our politicians and what they're doing. In Illinois, I think there's enough people that have been ruined in Illinois thanks to our governor, J.B. Pritzker, the billionaire, that if these people would cry out to the Lord, I think God would ruin him. But you know what? Our leaders don't have to be that scared anymore because they've successfully taken God out of our country for the most part, and people aren't crying to the Lord. What we need in our country is some people crying out to God and praying destruction on these people, praying that, praying God to take out vengeance on them. And, and, and again, we, you know, we saw, we were talking about before church, you know, when they stormed that Capitol, it's like they got in there and it's like, all right, what do we do now? You know, no plan. And that would be me. 
I felt like storming the Capitol building a few times. But the thing is, if I got in there, I wouldn't really know what to do. All right, we got in here. You know, I don't want to shoot anybody. You know, you know I mean, what, what next? And the truth is, anything I would do would probably hurt the cause. So you know what I, you know what I need? I need God to do something. That's what I, that's what we need. We need God to do something. We need God to intervene. And you know what? I got no problem praying in precatory prayers on Washington, D.C. and on those leaders that are there. I, I got no problem with that at all. I got no problem praying in precatory prayers on Springfield. And again, you know what? I want to pray for those in authority because I want to live a quiet, peaceable life. And you know what they're doing? They're stopping it. And you know what? I'm praying that God stops them. I'm praying that God destroys these people. And you know what? God might use a mass, a mob of wicked, godless people to do it. He's done it before. He's done it before. And you know what? When it happens, you know, again, when I saw some of those things going on, I had mixed emotions. It, again, I'm not saying it was right, but here's why I had mixed emotions. Again, if I saw you or if I saw some punk going out and just some skinny little punk goes up to some big black guy and just starts calling the N-word, saying racial slurs and things at him, you know, I don't think it's right for him to beat that guy up. But if he just does it and he's just doing it and doing it and finally that guy's just like, you know what, I've had enough and just belts that guy. I'm going to feel a little satisfaction. Right. Am I the only one that would feel like that? I mean, we'd all feel pretty good about that. He had that coming. All right. Now, you act like you don't, you don't feel that way, but that's why they have these, like, instant karma videos and things that are out there, you know, where people do dumb stuff and then bad things happen to them. And we're always just kind of like, it's kind of satisfying, isn't it? And we're not trying to be mean. We're not trying to be cruel. And I'm not trying to be mean, mean. I'm not trying to be hateful. But when you look at everything our government has been doing for years, and especially with what they've just done in this last year, and you see what happened today, you can't help but just feel they had that coming. You know, I don't feel real bad about Nancy Pelosi's office getting invaded. I just don't feel real bad about that. I, I probably should. All right. If you ask me what my position is, I'll, I'll, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I, you know, if some guy came up to me and was calling me a bunch of nasty names, I wouldn't punch him in the face. You know, I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. But again, if somebody else does it to somebody that has it coming, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I can't help it. And that's just kind of how I feel about what happened today. I, you know, I, I, they've been asking for it. They've been, they've been stirring things up. They have caused the strike. They did this. There's a re, there's a re, I mean, has there been any protests in the last hundred and some years whenever they're certifying the election before? I mean, I don't, was, was there even anything when the whole Bush and Gore thing went down? I don't really remember. If they did have anything like that, it was nowhere near the size of this one. Why was this one so big? Why is it that when I went to Springfield for the Reopen Illinois rally down there, there was all these older ladies that were there that had been running events for years that were just so thrilled and excited because they'd never seen such a crowd before. Usually when they have, would have events, there was just a few people there, but there was thousands of people there. They were thrilled to death. Why is it all of a sudden... I never go to political things. I went to two of them this year. Why is it that all these people are going? You know why? Because they've been messing with us. They've been messing with us all year. They've been forcing wrath. And you know what? Their chickens are coming home to roost. And I'm not going to stand here and say that I support it and I hope all these bad things are going to happen. I don't hope for bad things, but I can promise bad things will happen when you do bad stuff. I don't want anybody to get killed in a car wreck tonight, but you know what? You go out and you drive like a maniac, there's a good chance you're going to get killed. And if you get killed, I'm going to feel bad for you, but I can't be surprised when you were driving like a maniac. And our government has been acting like a bunch of maniacs. They've been driving this country off a cliff for years now, and we're starting to see some of the consequences for it. And I just can't help but say, you had it coming. How about we get right? How about 
who repent, and it doesn't look like they're even close to doing anything like that. And so if bad things continue happening, I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to say it was good, but I'm going to say, what did you expect? What did you expect? So as Christians, all we can really do at this point, we do need to continue being the voice of reason. And the voice of reason does not mean cowering like a bunch of little pansies. You know, I condemn all, you know, just, you know, listen to the Republicans fall all over themselves condemning this stuff. You know, it made me pretty sick. You know, I mean, go ahead and condemn it. I, I get it. You need to do that. But you know what? Where the, you know, you know, the Democrats are really condemning it. Where were they during the other protests? You know, where were they condemning it then? You know, they're just the way they're, but the Republicans, man, they are, they are pouring it on thick. How about you equally condemn the damage and destruction being done by our government right now? Yeah, let's, let's talk about these people, condemn them, but let's condemn the people they were, they were going after too, that provoked them, that has been pushing them. It's been going on forever. And folks, you can't compare this to the Black Lives Matter riots. There's a big difference between going after the people responsible versus innocent people versus private businesses. There, there's absolutely no comparison. We need to speak the truth. We need to wake people up. We need to wake people up. And you know what? We start by giving them the gospel. We start by getting them saved. But folks, we've got to do what we got to do to get these people in church and to teach them how to live like a Christian and how to follow the word of God. Otherwise, they're going to keep doing wicked things. So we've got to keep doing what we're doing. And you know what else? We just need to pray like crazy. We need, we need to pray like crazy. You know what we need to do? We need to pray like God's in charge. You know what? He is in charge. But you know, I don't, I, I think God sometimes just says, fine, you're going to act, you know, you're going to look to these people. You know what? Fine. I'll let them run things for a while. I think that's what's happened. I think, you know what I think's happened in our country? I think God's turned things over to the politicians. And look at what's happening. You know, we need to repent and turn back to God, and then maybe we'll have some hope. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word, and we thank you, Lord, that uh, you know it, it gives us the guidance that we need so we can just see through all this foolishness. And dear God, I just pray that you will wake, you will wake our country up. I pray, Lord, with what happened today, that there it will at least be a wake-up call to the people of this country and dear Lord, I, I pray, Lord, I pray that you will uh, just get vengeance for us, Lord. I, I am angry at what our government has done in the last several years, Lord. I'm, I'm very angry at what they've done, and I know I'm not capable of doing anything about it, but I know you are. And dear Lord, I just, I, I, I do pray that you will get control of things there. I pray that you will remove anyone that needs to be removed in any way that you see fit, and I pray that we can. Uh, see things turn back in the right direction, Lord. And if you have to use an angry mob uh, to do it, Lord, you know that's that's all up to you. But dear God, I, either way, we're looking to you uh, during these difficult times we live in. In your name, we pray. Amen.